Welcome to episode number one of this podcast. My name is Guy and my co-host is Joan. Hi, Joan. You can see our ha- Twitter handles somewhere else. They are hard to, to pronounce. Um, but I wanted to start by just giving you a brief outline of what we have planned for today. Three different parts of, of this episode. We would like to get started just by letting you know why we're doing this podcast, what our goals with it are, and um, also what we expect to accomplish with it. Uh, But then we want to get a bit more into the actionable and actual uh, useful part of of this episode. And we're going to talk about the first problems and also learnings that we we have had um, producing this very podcast that you're listening to and the tools we're using and whatnot. And um, at the end, since this is early January 2023, we thought it's fitting to do a sort of year in review and share some learning, some actionable insights, tips from our failures and hopefully also some successes from last year. Right, John? Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, so let's start by saying that this feels uh, a little bit weird because usually we communicate in Portuguese and speaking to each other in <laughs> in English, it's, it's kind of uh, like changing the, the, the mindset. Uh, I don't know, but it feels a little bit yeah. weird. We were but, just speaking um, Portuguese before pressing record, right? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think it's more uh, valuable. We share our thoughts in, in English, uh, even if it's right now, This the, the goal is to, to make this for ourselves, uh, but maybe there are some useful tips uh, that someone can grab, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, so here yeah. In, our, in our outline, we have personal introductions as the first first point. Do you want to start with yours, Joe? Yeah, sure. So um, my name is uh, João, João Borges. Uh, I know it's a bit weird to say for the English speakers Where are you from? out there. Um, I'm from Coimbra, uh, living in the sunny Coimbra. Uh, right now, the weather is, is super good. Uh, I feel like I, I really want to go to the balcony. <laughs> super sunny. Um, so I've been... I don't uh, have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been a designer. I don't know how long I've been a designer. I've been I've been playing with tech design code for a long long time. Um, but most recently, I've been working as a product designer, uh, mostly with uh, startups, um, and also figuring out some side hustles and projects that I might find interesting in the future. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. No. Awesome. But I'll continue. <laughs> continue. My name yeah. is Guy, also Portuguese. <clears throat> I'm not living in Portugal anymore. I'm in Munich, Germany. So I don't have the too much sun problem right now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit like João, I'm also a hybrid of PM, developer, designer, engineer, <laughs> everything in one. I think the job that I've done the most is by far product management, product leadership in some shape or form for for startups. Um, but I definitely do product design also. And particularly my current job, I do a lot of product design. And um, hobbies was here in the list. You didn't mention any hobbies, well. I didn't mention anything. Uh, uh, I think we can move it. I think it will be more interesting to let the people know how we met each other, maybe. So... <laughs> 
So do you want to tell uh, that story? I can I can tell a little bit about that that, that story. Yeah. So um, I was looking for a cool startup to join uh, as a product designer, and I found out about this uh, startup Stridal. Um, and uh, yeah, I submitted my my application, and eventually I found out Guy. Uh, met Guy, um, and been and worked with him for uh, I don't know one year and a half, something like that. Um, um, and yeah, two thousand twenty, uh, right? Two thousand twenty until yeah. I I I don't know what a year. Okay, I know now that we are in two thousand twenty three, <laughs> but it's been like the the space time continuum. It's like a strange thing in the past years. So for me, it's all a bit strange. Um, but yeah, so um, I worked with Guy as a product designer for Stridal, and uh, yeah, ever since we've been just like uh, friends uh, talking about projects. Uh, um, product design, all that kind of stuff, and we've been like just sharing thoughts and ideas about stuff that we want to do. So, yeah, um, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a pretty good summary. And um, yeah. Stridal was a SaaS startup that I co-founded in 2019. Just for context, it's now yeah. dead, <laughs> <laughs> like many other startups and many other projects. Yeah. But um, why make these podcasts? I mean, we have four points. I'll start with the first. I think we just wanted to have a space for the two of us to catch up regularly. And, well, we already do that anyway. And we thought that if we make these conversations public, that we'll do them for sure in the rhythm that we want to do them. That's one point. And that maybe we'll keep them a bit more actionable and more interesting. Mm -hmm. And here it is. It's an experiment. Yeah, it's it's uh, trying out something new, right? Um, and it also makes it makes us uh, a little bit more like accountable, right? So we have this schedule planned, and we can talk about like our I don't know our wins, the problems that we face along the way, like being PM and designer, um, and sharing the learnings uh, and what we want to achieve in the future. In the future. Uh, and maybe uh, I think also it's also valuable to, to share some kind of tips, small tips. Uh, if anyone listen to is listening to the, to the podcast, to maybe uh, take some learnings out of out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think imposter syndrome is is a real thing, and both of us have been doing this for I think around ten years each. Uh, it's time we overcome that <laughs> and start sharing some tips and uh, feel good about it. Uh, I think apart from this accountability piece, which for me is also an important is an important point because I definitely want to push my side projects forward. And as I'll share later, I definitely have had trouble doing that in the past, in particular the past year. So this is an attempt to improve at that too. Um, it's also fair to say that we have the goal of growing our own audience, let's say, as product people, product designers, and um, yeah, having a podcast in which we share our perspective on on design and on life as a designer and, and product person um, is one way of doing that. So we also have that goal here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, one of the goals is also to try to share some real examples. I think I missed that point uh, about our struggles. Um, try to be less bullshitty about about what we're talking here. Try to be more like specific 
uh, without hurting anyone's feelings, but um, try to share uh, our pains, uh, how we're feeling in the in the work process environment, like even like from a I know burnout, mental states, creative space, how you're feeling in the moment. Because I've been struggling a, a little bit with it uh, sometimes, so trying to push forward uh, with my creativity. Most of um, us have, I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, just sharing uh, all those thoughts. I think it's it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. We were just talking about how Jason Freed from Basecamp a few years ago was doing something well in in a way similar or at least related to what we're doing here in which they were just making public one of their internal meetings in which they were discussing basically product um product questions product decisions and that was just like completely unfiltered internal meeting um posted on youtube and i personally found that quite interesting i know they stopped it i think it was called work in progress and so if anyone wants to to dig that up again. Um, yeah, but I think what we're trying to do here is similar. And enough, I guess, of fluff, fluff, <laughs> fluffy stuff. <laughs> because we yeah. said we don't want to waste too much time with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And on to the first of our topics that we had planned for today. And the, that topic is what in practice goes into creating a podcast, you know, as we discover that we're not experts, but um, we're learning that as we speak and we already have a few things uh, we can share. Um, the technical setup has been mostly on Juan's hands. So I can start just by saying that um, the first, one of the first things we did in order to make this possible was to start brainstorming themes that we find interesting and, just add them to a long list on, on Notion. So that's the first tool of, of our stack is Notion. Joan is adding themes as they come yeah. up um, and I'm doing the same and we have, we have this very long list and our plan is to then batch them up into episodes. So just say, grab a few of our favorite themes and um, say, okay, that's episode number two now because they kind of fit together or mm -hmm. there's some some other reason to to add them to an episode and they all should be very actionable, very kind of um, hands-on, unfiltered, authentic things uh, that we've experienced and have first-hand first -hand experience on or, or, or at least curiosity about and some sort of opinion. Yeah. So that yeah. notion is the first tool of our stack so far, <laughs> but you've, you've been yeah. doing most of the actual setup. Sean, do you want to share a little bit? Yeah. I've been, I've been stack? looking at what kind of tools we, we could use uh, to make a, uh, the process of creating a podcast and sharing simple for us because of course we are doing this as a, a side project um, an experiment and of course we have a lot of things in our lives and we don't want to take too much like effort to do this um so i've been after a quick search I, i've looked at the riverside.fm um and it's actually where we are like right now recording this this uh, this call um, so far, um, the interface and all the experience with the tool seems pretty cool. We had a little bit of a struggle uh, because we, me and Guy both wanted to have access to the dashboard um, to be able to edit the video and stuff like that. And there's a bit of a struggle there, but um, seems seems okay-ish uh, and fast to to record and, and do this uh, this kind of um, project. Um, and then we'll probably just publish it 
to Anchor uh, or the other tool that I don't remember the name. Transmission or something like that, Guillermo? Transistor. Uh, transistor, yeah. <laughs> um, and that I've, um, from what I've read, uh, it's like just, just some regular platforms that allow to publish automatically to like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And stuff, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So make it... Uh, pretty simple. Of course, me as a designer, uh, will, I will also have some work to do for this uh, podcast. I'll probably work on some kind of assets and logo um, for for the for the podcast. Um, but um, yeah, it's been so far easy. Let's see uh, the amount of work that goes into editing uh, the actual audio and stuff like that because uh, I I have only done. Uh, audio editing while I was studying in the university. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm very happy that we have, um, you know, we, we have done it as we said we would and keep it very lean and don't waste time with anything unnecessary. And I'm very happy, like I was saying, that the first thing we're doing pretty much, apart from obviously brainstorming the topics, is recording this podcast. So we don't have a logo yet. <laughs> we have a name, uh, the stand-up, which we thought is fitting um, <laughs> because we want to keep this informal, sort of like regular, and a little bit about talking about what's currently in our mind, in our work and personal life. So I think in that sense, the stand-up is a very fitting name. Um, I'm currently sitting, though, <laughs> and this is going to be <laughs> monthly as far as we have planned so far. So that's where the analogy breaks, but the stand-up, Sounds like a fitting name. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. And we always have, 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 have a bit of discussion with names. It's always something that feels that takes a long time. <laughs> uh, and with stand up, we just decide, okay, let's let's go with it and just do it <laughs> like this. And yeah, it, it feels a little, still feels a little bit weird that it's like stand up once a month. Uh, but okay, let's just do it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, but that's actually an interesting. Interesting segue there, naming things. And, you know, we have had several situations in which we had to name projects we both were working on. Yeah. But one of them in particular, I think it's worth telling the story. Um, in that startup that uh, Joan joined, that I co-founded called Stridal, eventually it came a, a moment in which we had to pivot the company and find a new name uh, for, for, for the company after that point. And uh, the product was about... It was basically a very simple way, like a mobile app that would make it very easy to create um, online course content, basically. Mm -hmm. And we had this idea of, you know, it should somehow convey that it's a course, should somehow convey that it's you're not doing it alone, you're doing it in a group of people. There's a community a community aspect aspect to it. And I don't know how long it took, weeks, right? Like we were going back and forth, like spreadsheets with names, testing the yeah. names. It was like a huge brainstorm session with a lot of names and other other think, team members. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people involved. It's it's crazy how hard sometimes it's to like to, to get a, a name right. Uh, but in the end, I think it was project. it was cool. Yeah, it matched. Right. And I mean, the, yeah, it was, it was awesome. cool. Yeah, it, the name it was at cool. the end was yeah. ClassCamp and ClassCamp.com was available as a domain. Of course, not for not for ten euros a year, <laughs> but um, yeah for a small sum that we could pay back then. And I remember being really thankful not to have accepted our previous names that we thought, okay, that's good enough. Let's go with this. 
-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, I think Sean was one of the the people saying, you know, that's not good enough. <laughs> let's bring <laughs> a little more. It works, but we can do better. And I think, I mean, that's the best name I, for for any of my projects so far. I would say I think I'm uh, I'm quite proud that we got there. And as, as still remember, it's it. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember uh, because when, once we were like discussing the name, I was also actually trying to come up with the, the brand ideas and stuff like that and making sure that the name matches the vision that you have for the name. Uh, you need to have some kind of relationship between the name and the, the logo mark and stuff like that. So it's always like, um, it was it was interesting. It was fun. Uh, the end result was pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, it was fun times. <laughs> Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, but that's, I think that's all we can share for now about how to make a podcast. <laughs> but to be yeah. continued, hopefully, we're going to stick to this routine of making this podcast and we'll have more more stuff to share. Um, I think the big topic for today, I think we really wanted to talk about is basically take some time for each of us to talk about last year, reflect a little bit upon what went well, what didn't go so well, like highlights, lowlights, what we learned, what we want to do better this year. And exactly. try to keep yeah. this all interesting for whoever is listening. Um, and, you know, in the first place for for bo both of us, let's yeah. say like that. I think and it's, it's so, interesting. Not, not so philosophical, right? Like yeah, We don't want to, to make it like, yeah, philosophical. We just want to share some, yeah, some ups and downs along the journey. Um provide some input to each other uh, how we can improve if other people listen to this how it might help them too um, but yeah just to share with each other how we felt about uh, about this year uh, I don't know do you want me to start Guillermo I can start do you want to start I can, I can also start whatever I, I, I can start yeah with my okay. my my year I have a couple of uh, topics aligned here to to discuss before um, you start um I cannot see how long we've recorded so far, can you? I, I can, I can. 18 minutes. <laughs> That's good. So this episode is probably going to be a little more like, uh, I don't know, fluffy. With the, It's not like super straight to the point of what we want to create, but it brings up some context and it's like uh, just catching up our, 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 uh, the ideas that we have. And hopefully on the second episode, it's more like straight to a specific topic. Uh, and just like dig deeper into tips, tricks, how we handle stuff. Uh, yeah, that kind of uh, yeah approach. Um, but yeah, I can I can start uh, with my <laughs> with my year re review. So last year was 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 strange for me. Um, I felt uh, burned out a lot of times on design. Um, I don't know why I, I love design and I love tech and like building stuff and products. But last year I felt really burned out. And one of the things that I tried, one of the actions that I tried to do was start meditating. And it actually worked uh, for uh, for a long time until I stopped and <laughs> because of work. Um, so um, I meditated for like five months or something like that. Uh, daily like not on the weekend like usually on work days that i needed to feel more productive um so it was kind of part of my routine 
and it, it really helped me like try to focus down and align with myself, like put my thoughts in one specific uh, area and just yeah, be more focused. It really helped. Um, um, so um, it helped, but then eventually uh, uh, I stopped. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, work and stuff like that. Um, but it provides great results. Um, I need to get back into that, put that in my routine. Uh, I, I've been using like the Oak meditation app. So it's a pretty simple app and product. I really like it because it's, it's one of those things that I'm always like, uh, I always talk with this, uh, with Guillermo. I, I strongly believe that products should be, do focus on doing one thing really well and not try to, uh, be cluttered with features and stuff like that. And that app, it's just like about meditation. It's super simple. It's like the navigation is just three tabs. Uh, you can just have, uh, you have the option to do like a 10 minute meditation. Just tap on it, play and go and you're done. You don't need to like have huge UIs and stuff like that and a lot of features. It just does that job really well. Um, and I loved it. So I need to get back into that meditation. Um, Did you already start? Restart? No, I haven't, uh, but I really, I really, because, because um, <laughs> no I was, uh, yeah, I was feeling that this week I was uh, like Monday starting to work and I just feel like, oh my God, I, I, I feel that, that I needed one more or two weeks extra vacation just to put my mindset <laughs> back into into work but um i i really need to to get back into it uh maybe next week starting fresh on monday um so yeah um back into the meditation uh probably uh you're in review more topics having a huge list of tasks tasks and projects and feeling overwhelmed that i think that was what led to burnout, like having so many things to do. And especially as a solo designer in a startup, when you need to do so many things, like you need to work on branding, you need to work on UI, UX, research. Uh, I was also doing like Webflow design development. So like as a designer, I, I really enjoy doing multiple things. Uh, but I think that also led to uh, to feeling like, that my head was about to explode uh, because I wanted to do so many things and put my hands on everything. Um, yeah. And what's the solution to that? Like, have you thought about it? I'm not sure, but I really like to put my hands on everything. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I like to do a lot of different things uh, on a startup. And I, I, I feel that that's the way to go for me, but I don't want to feel like bad. Uh, for for yeah, not doing like uh, not 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 having like a good experience working, uh, so I know yeah. I'm not sure. I need to think about it. And <laughs> yeah, any tips, <laughs> especially as a solo designer, because if I had more yeah, designers I mean, on my team, I would probably delegate or something. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of what you get yourself into by joining a um, small startup, right? I think. That's that's both um, the good and the bad thing about a small mm -hmm. team, right? Because you get to have a very varied work life, let's say yeah. it like that. But you also end up having having to have a varied work life, which sometimes is not what you want. And I think the only solution is maybe you could try to pursue them, like your managers, whoever is your boss, to outsource 
some of the stuff mm-hmm. that is not on your core competence and maybe i don't know maybe branding is not the thing you love or actually you, mm-hmm. you kind of like it right i like it <laughs> yeah I like branding but, uh, <laughs> but maybe there's something else like web, web flow development maybe it's yeah. something that you would be happy to delegate they certainly don't have budget or probably don't have budget to hire someone full-time but they can hire maybe a freelancer just for that project um, yeah, yeah, that that, that was the Webflow project and the website was, I just wanted to make sure that it was g- looking really good, <laughs> the end result. I didn't want to delegate because I was feeling that if, if I'm going to delegate this to someone, the end result might not be that good. So I just, I, fuck it. I'm just, I, I'll just do everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I thought that, you were going to say that you have a very long list of tasks between your day job and all the side projects and things you want to do. I mean, that's oh, something that... that I would write as a point for myself, but mm-hmm. within that, my that's job... another thing. I had like a, a huge list of other things that I wanted to do, side projects and stuff like that, that I did not even touch. Um, indeed, it's one of the, the goals for this year is make things uh, a little bit simpler on my side and easier on my side. Um, but yeah, more uh, the constant fight between my designer and entrepreneur brain. So, entrepreneur builder, uh. I always feel that I really want to ship things, but I really also enjoy like designing things to a point that they feel really good. Um, that extra attention to detail, uh, making sure that uh, if someone sees that, that they really enjoy it. So it's always a constant fight uh, in my brain. Um, and do you have yeah, any that, tips on how to deal with that? Like, how do you? De- I mean, you've been having that fight for a long time, probably. I I have, and I think I will probably keep having. Uh, right now, uh, it, and it's one of my goals is to try to ship smaller things that don't require a lot of effort from my side. So, last year I was trying to build uh, an app with, with, in React Native. I needed to learn React Native and stuff like that. And I feel that's too much. And I'll probably this year just focus on creating stuff that I know I can ship fast with the quality that I, that I want. So an example would be like uh, just design an icon set or some wallpapers or I don't know, some kind of templates, app templates, something that I can like uh, sell or monetize in any, any way um, and just like ship something that doesn't require that effort tremendous effort to to do yeah so make the the projects smaller uh, on scope um so that's one of the goals um also grow my store i have a store with print material and stuff like that that i haven't been really um working on <laughs> but i, I want to uh, keep exploring that and maybe the ai stuff so um a mix of uh, design work and ai exploring that part um and um yeah i see one of the key problems might be promotion and marketing because i'm not really good at it um but let's see how it goes um and uh, one of my goals is also help people get into tech um i have a couple of uh, friends that are like burned out with their current jobs like uh, i have a, a nurse friend that she kind of likes design um and I have a, a friend that is like, um, how do you say it, those supermarket shops, like just uh, checking the, I don't know, the, how do you say it? A cashier. A cashier, yeah, exactly. Um, that also likes computer tech. Uh, I'm trying to push them towards like learning paths uh, and try to guide them uh, so they can have like a better lives. Uh, 
overall like uh, better financial situations uh and that's seems, interesting yeah and i feel that even though like um i think i feel that tech in general is more aware of like the mental the pressure issues and stuff like that and i feel that it's kind of a, a good way for them to try out maybe uh um this area uh and yeah, do you already see. have a plan like of like what what we you'd recommend them to do is there some sort I mean, of I mean, curriculum I mean, already i have a couple of things uh guided a couple of courses and stuff like that i've been checking like uh for my nurse, nurse friend um there's a cool dribble course uh, for product design introduction um so I'm trying to see if uh, if they want to jump on board on it or not because I'm not going to push to, but I, I feel that I really enjoy that part, like trying to help someone uh, if their life is not good, uh, and if whatever, just try to push them to to try new things. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that's an interesting segue, maybe like mm -hmm. online courses. I have very mixed feelings about it because, on the one hand, I have a positive feeling about it because I feel like might be a good way for me to sort of use my experience and my learnings and kind of like give back and at the same time make some money. Um, on the other hand, I have never completed an online course in my life. That's the mm -hmm. honest answer. And I've yeah. had opportunities to do that, like learning budgets. Even in my current um, employer, we have a budget to spend in courses and I've never done that and I cannot imagine myself doing that. So it's strange. It's almost like, you know, like the guy that sells something that he doesn't use himself. Yeah, but um, yeah. but but the thing is, and what I'm trying to push, and I feel that it's like the the way to go is kind of have someone that mentor and helps you along the way. So, for example, my nurse friend, she wants to start learning a little bit about UX design. It might be interesting if I'm like have some space and time to dedicate to help her. Uh, she might be uh, taking the course, but she might have some questions that would be like, she can ask directly to me and I can guide uh, and share some insights from my experience uh, and, and maybe help her. Of course, I don't have the time to be full-time teaching her, <laughs> but just as a mentor on the side, someone that you can rely on, um, I think that's that's interesting, like the, a mixture of, of both like taking a course and having a mentor on your side, right? Yeah, yeah I think mentorship is, mm -hmm. is definitely very useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a friend that has done that. Like as a designer, he's a, an experienced designer to a very senior position in in a, in a scale-up here in mm -hmm. Europe. And um, yeah, he has done a lot of um, mentorship, design mentorship. And he said that, well, first the people on the other side, because they were paying quite a bit they were very interested and very motivated which made it interesting for him um but he also felt like they were actually getting somewhere mm -hmm. so it's not yeah. like like you don't feel like you're wasting their money you feel like you're actually helping them i mean at least in the ideal case it's like that yeah and yeah exactly i'm not sure if i would like that um as a as a side hustle for myself like being a mentor but i can imagine it. I think it helps. I mean, I think even in a company, right? If you have a good man manager that it's like there that knows how to be a mentor, that will help you a lot get better as a well, in any role as a designer, developer. I don't know. I whatever. just feel that yeah, yeah I, I'm in that stage that I, I like to help people. So if I can help somehow, even uh, I don't know with my 
experience uh, and help them guide uh, uh, along the way. So I think that's that's, that's cool. Let let's see how it goes because yeah, they need to have also push to learn. I'm not going to be like pushing them <laughs> uh, to, yeah. to to learn. Yeah, there's a fine line, but I guess exactly. Um, if you make it interesting, they will follow. Yeah. At least that's that's the hope. Uh, and I um, think that's pretty much it from my side. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Well, I'll definitely follow up with you on your, on your promises. Yeah. <laughs> something small and start with meditation. Um, well, I can keep my, my review rather short. I think I can, I can basically summarize it in two, two realizations. One is that if I look back at 2022, I once again see a bunch of dead projects abandoned mm -hmm. projects, things that I maybe started and never really shipped, other things I have started, shipped, but then gave up before it got any meaningful traction. Um, yeah, at the beginning of, of last year, I started working on a product with my sister, who's a marketer. And, you know, that was for me like a bit of an emotional uh, roller coaster too, because, you know, I was very excited to, to work with her. Like we live apart in different countries. So that was a bit our way of working together. And um, yeah, so, and it was really nice working together, but eventually realized that, yeah, it's just not um, like her personal plans and my personal plans are not really just like as aligned as they, as we thought they were. And that meant in the end that, you know, she had to find a full-time job and in, yeah. And we just mm -hmm. drifted apart from each other. And that's actually what ended up killing that project, which was called beta sort. And it was a feedback tool for, um, for anything for, for websites. And yeah, I think that's the, by far the project that I took the furthest. Then I had this other project called VidConvo. You probably remember, which was kind of yeah. like loom, but for back and forth conversations. So you could send a video, reply with a video and so on. And that was interesting, but you know, in the end it was a pro like a solution in search of a problem. Um, Cool. I mean, from a design perspective, from an implementation perspective, very cool. But I, in the end, I realized, okay, um, this is a feature, not a product. And yeah, I also don't have, I, I don't, I don't have, I, I don't think this product has big enough of a reason to exist for me to now wait <laughs> like two years to, <laughs> yeah. to push it. And, and that's in itself a bit of a learning, you know? So yeah, statement number one was this, like a bunch of abandoned projects again, you know, I've had this feeling before. I mean, we have a few abandoned projects at all us, sure. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yes, the second, the second learning or the second um, part of my summary is that I think that this time I, you know, thirty-one now, about to turn thirty-two actually next week, and I feel like I finally, or I hope that I finally a bit closer to knowing kind of who I am, what I want, and um, I think that's step one to actually getting there i mean in general I, I must say like i'm satisfied with my my life professional and, and otherwise but there's still something that's not quite there and um yeah i think i learned that during this last year and not to keep that a secret i, I feel like my learning is that um i want to be proud of what i'm doing that's my main motivation in work like i want to look at the thing and be happy to share it like yeah. with you, for example, or mm -hmm. with someone else, like, or be in a dinner party and say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm working on this thing and be excited about it. Be, 
be proud of, of, of doing that. And I think for me, with my personality, I will only be that proud and that excited if it's something that it's my own, right? I will very hardly, and my own, I mean, it's a very broad definition. It could be like a project that I started, co-founded like alone, or uh, I started alone or co-founded with someone else. Maybe it could also be a startup that I joined early enough, you know, to have enough equity and enough kind of like in yeah. the game to feel like it's my own a bit, um, in the sense that my own DNA and identity is mixed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's ingredient number one, right? So I need really to make sure that I am in that position as much as possible um, from now on. And yeah, so that's learning number, like the main learning, I would say. And um, with that also come a bit like uh, come a few sub learnings, which is hmm. um, I personally value freedom and creative freedom more than money. And that means that I'm probably not the ideal founder for a VC backed startup. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, so I'd rather have something smaller that is kind of like more aligned with what I think is cool. Um, then having to follow the money, so to speak, and having something bigger, but feel again feel a bit less proud about it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we both align on that, and that's one of the things that it always brings us a, us a little bit together. Is that um, we always feel that money is not everything. It's it's way better to have something that you're proud of in the end of the day. And it's for me personally, it's enough to pay the bills and just live like a normal life. Um, and that's something really cool to show show off and have like be super excited to work on and stuff like that every day than just like uh working on it for for the for the sake of it so uh, yeah yeah and just blindly following money it's not that right i mean i think w- once i heard a talk at, i think it was by jack dorsey um twitter former ceo the twitter guy said that ex twitter yeah, guy yeah. <laughs> ex twitter guy where he said something in the direction of um, he wants to build build something that he feels like deserves to exist, and I felt mm-hmm. like that yeah. really captures it a lot. You know, like I, I want to look at something that I'm working on. I feel like, I mean, it's it's good that this thing is exists. It's good that I'm um, pouring effort into it. You know, makes sense. You know, I'm proud of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's. But- yeah, I think also my main goal. But yeah. I, I just wanted to point out one thing. It, it's nice to know that you already you kind of like you're 32, right? You make it, you're going to be 32, um, and you already have like a clear path of what you want to do. Of course, I also feel that that's kind of what I want to do too. But uh, my head is always spinning around, like trying what what kind of projects in the future I would be interested in. I feel that I don't know. Sometimes I just wanted to try new different things. Um, and I think uh, I got out of batteries of my headphones. It's <laughs> bad. <laughs> no problem. Oh, God. Um, yeah. yeah, but continuing with my year in review, um, those are, I think, what w- were the main learnings, the graveyard and the motivation to sort of like do something I'm proud of, which means I need to have equity in it and have some of my identity in it too. Um, but I also wrote down some some goals, one of which is probably not very surprising, which is, well, to give it some context, you know, this summer I marked 10 years of career, if you speak, uh, uh, talk about it that way. So it was 10 years ago that I worked into my first full-time job. And that triggered a little bit of 
reflection <laughs> and made a LinkedIn post about it and, and whatnot. But I, I also was thinking um, about it quite a bit. And my goal for this year, a little bit in response of that, is to say, okay, I've been doing this for 10 years. It's long enough to at least have some interesting um, first-hand experiences to share. So I want to start doing that. And I want to feel good about it. And I want to overcome this imposter syndrome that I have. I always feel like I'm not competent enough um, for for being a teacher or something like that. Um, well, it's that's for others to judge, but um, I've committed to ignore that and try to overcome it and start teaching a little bit and in the form of creating content. And this podcast, you know, Juan's invite to, yeah. to do this podcast <laughs> came um, very fitting and um, I'm very happy to, that we're doing this um, recording now on the 4th of January. Um, yeah, so that's um, goal number one, start creating more content. Um, not only this podcast, I'm thinking about writing again. I've written quite a bit um, earlier in my career and I, I loved it. And I want to get back to that. Um, but I'm also thinking about, you know, just using the same content in different formats. We were talking about maybe um, breaking out some ideas here in the podcast, kind of... Uh, completely unstructured and more like brainstorm and but then i could then take some of those and write it uh, write them down into articles maybe do some short form video i don't know mm -hmm. content yeah it's goal number one and uh, goal number two is while well, i'm working on this note-taking app that you know about john yeah maybe we can talk about it in another episode and i definitely want to get it to a point that i can use it that i like mm -hmm. to use it and i want to publish it and i yeah. want you to give me feedback yeah we can we can do That's... like a session, like maybe share the the feedback between us, like you showing me some kind of new feature. Maybe I share I share my design insight, maybe in a podcast format. I don't know. Maybe That's we nice, can, yeah, yeah. Maybe with video, can, right? Yeah. It's uh, important to have yeah. Video. Maybe maybe we can try that out. Yeah. Um Yeah, and the last goal is I mean, I really, 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 really want to <laughs> finally push through in one of these projects and generate some, some revenue too. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much, you know, I had a, a goal here in our notes, but I'm not going to state it out loud because I'm not ready to commit to it, but I, you should man want... say it. Why not? <laughs> it's what you want. I think if, I think if I would um, end the year with um, mm -hmm. 3000 euros a month MRR, mm -hmm. I would be very, very happy about it. And that leads me to the last point, which is I need to get better at, well, I'm not sure if just about prioritizing mm -hmm. in terms of choosing the projects that have the potential to kind of like deliver on those goals. But also I need to get better about sticking to those projects for long enough that they actually have the potential. So one one learning that I I feel like I made and... I want to to share here is I think it's at least for me I'm quite impulsive um it's important to commit to projects that you feel or that I feel like I can work on for let's say at least 2 years mm -hmm. that I feel like there's enough potential enough depth enough interesting stuff by going in that direction that I can imagine myself and working on that for two years. And note-taking is one of those um, because note-taking is such a fundamental thing that everybody does and that is largely unsolved, in my opinion. Um, 
And yeah, but at the other hand, I think it needs to be deep enough in this sense, but it also needs to have the potential to to generate an income because in the end, this is also yeah. work and financial independence is one of the goals. So, And you need, you need to to push to make a product that you love, right? So uh, I, I feel that the, the note-taking app, like the, the product and stuff like that, it's like there are so many note-taking apps, even the Apple Notes and stuff like that everybody uses. Uh, right now I've been using I've been using Notion, I've been using Apple Notes, I've been using Crafts. Uh, so many things. things is more like a to-do, to-do list. Um, True. With actual yeah, but those are right? Um, it's not really like notes, but right now I'm really in love with um, with just the Apple Notes because of the simplicity and because I'm also I also have my iPad on the side where I can just like dribble with my pen. Uh, so uh, instead of like, actually typing, I can just grab the pen and write it down. Yeah, and it it brings kind of a comfort way of taking notes, like writing it down, even if it's like on a on a screen, but it feels more real. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge to create a, a, a product to compete in that area. But I think the important thing is actually first to make something that you really love and your passion and it solves your problem. And that's what, what's uh, important. Yeah. yeah and, and it's hard to find something that is like, that has enough, in, enough depth in the sense that, you know, it's complex enough. It's important enough. There's mm-hmm. enough people that care enough about it, but that at the yeah. same time doesn't have any good kind of competitors. Exactly. But I think that intersection is almost, um, yeah, is almost nothing. At least from, mm-hmm. at least I haven't found many examples, found many examples. So it's like pick your poison, right? I think it's rather like it needs to be something that is kind of that intersection, um, but that you feel like you somehow have enough energy to get over the bar and deliver value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it for my side. Um, yeah, that's cool. So um, I, I just want to point out, of course, this episode is a little bit on the longer side of things. It's like 45 minutes that been, we've been recording. Um, and the goal for the next episode is more like to be, like like I said, uh, straight to the, to the point. We have a, a theme uh, per episode uh, and we just share our, um, our, our ideas, uh, the problems that we might have related to that theme. Um, super like actionable stuff uh, but we felt that this um, first um, episode would be uh, would be kind of just like an intro it can be can be a little bit uh, on the longer side um, upcoming themes uh, yeah, I was just thinking are you talking yeah. about themes that we are going to talk about maybe just oh, to oh, sweeten the appetite a little bit yeah yeah we have we have so many here uh, of course, this is just like a, our brain dump on Notion. We just put everything down there, and then we try to group up things. Uh, do you want to? Do you want me to read all of them? <laughs> it's, no, let's all... pick some. Like, just pick some. Pick five. Okay, five you... of the themes that you think are, are most interesting that we might or may or may uh, not talk about in the next episodes. Ah uh, man, give me just uh, give me just a second. Um, so one particular that I really want, I'll pick one from my side and you pick one from, from your side. I think that yeah. that's fair. Um, one that I really want to dig uh, deep into it is like the opportunity of like the, the, what I mentioned, helping people and how people can like really change their lives, like going into tech uh, and it's never too late to do it. And now people can like, um, yeah, um, jump into it 
and some kind of tips and tricks and uh, some guidance uh, about it, um, how they can start on it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Um, of course, there are a lot of topics that I have here. Uh, let's say how to create meaningful connections with your team in a remote-first environment. It's something uh, they all. Uh, I've been struggling also um, a lot working remotely because sometimes feels that we are a little bit disconnected with your team when you're like working remotely, um, and it's interesting to to have the chance to talk a little bit about it about the the different personalities um, and how we can like uh, have a good experience working together. I think that's that's cool. Uh, but there are a lot of things here <laughs> we need to be there's up. a list of at least 30 I don't know, something like that i don't know 20 or something or more, maybe more but yeah we need to uh focus on what we want to talk later but pick one or two so we can close this i can well i think i pick one that is more geared at designers and one that's more geared at mm-hmm. product managers yeah. so for designers one thing that i I feel like I keep repeating to more junior people that mm-hmm. I work with is you should be spending 80% of your time thinking about the information architecture. Yeah. And that's not like, because I'm an annoying <laughs> person to work with. I hope I really think that's where the hard problems to solve are mostly in, in most situations, most pro- mm-hmm. products. So you can discuss in detail, you know, what does that look like and how to do it. And that's for designers also product managers, but like very much for designers for PMs. I think one topic I'm really passionate about and I, I want to talk about is um, rhetoric, you know, how to speak, how to be persuasive, how to mm-hmm. navigate certain situations and kind of, um, well, be a positive influence in the context of your team, but still get stuff done and still push forward your your influence and, and your ideas. Cool. Awesome. Let's, uh, that that will be uh, okay. We need, we still need to pick up the, the the theme for the next one in February, right? It's going to be one one episode per month. Um, but yeah, uh, well, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was cool. Yeah. See you next time. It was it was awesome. Yeah, having this this chat and yeah, looking forward for the next one. <laughs> Bye. Cool stuff. Bye bye.